Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Journal Entries. I am eager to like get to the punchline of today's episode because I am, I just feel it in my soul, but there has to be some background before we get there. So we're going to be talking about wellness. Wellness, that term I think has great intentions a lot of people have wellness goals. And I think even the term wellness has transitioned the past few years. It used to be like, I have fitness goals or diet goals and wellness seems like healthier, if you will, to me, it it feels like more encompassing. Um, like we are taking more than just fitness and nutrition into Uh, into play, right? With our goals. But typically wellness refers to like movement of some kind, nutrition of some kind, drinking water, that sort of thing. And it's used to take control of our well-being of our bodies. But oftentimes People are eating healthy and they are exercising and they are drinking water, but they don't feel better. So there are a few downsides, I believe, to the term wellness and to the focus that wellness has. So the first one is that if you are that person, if you're the person who just isn't seeing results and you're not feeling better from exercise and nutrition alone, you almost feel like you're quote unquote doing it wrong, right? You keep trying the next workout or the next diet or the next thing from a place of lack or like you quote unquote should do this thing to look a certain way versus trying something new from a place of joy and curiosity. The second thing that I believe is a downside of wellness is that so much of wellness has been commoditized and commercialized, even things that should be free, like water, (laughs) right? Like, What is that water? Well, there's smart water. Smart water, Fiji is coming to mind. Like expensive water. I don't even know if like there are any extra things in there. Maybe there is, but like people pay extra for water. Um, There are also apps that teach us how to breathe, how to meditate, which I, I do pay for an app. So I'm not bashing it. (laughs) I am, I'm participating in it, but just breathing 
is something that should be free. Learning to meditate is something that we could learn off of YouTube, but there's apps and people that we can pay. Acupuncture, um, massage, supplements to fill nutritional gaps, workout apps, of course. Um, these are all incredible options, but they're inaccessible to some people, right? And then the third thing that I think is a downside to wellness the biggest thing really is that wellness leaves us with a full to-do list. We already have a full to-do list, right? We already do with things that we have to do for work or ourselves or our families. But when you start prioritizing your wellness, you add things to that list like, exercising. And then sometimes like tracking things, right? You, some people track their steps, they track their calories, uh, they track their sleep data. Um, some people time things like the, the number of miles, the number of reps, the number of minutes that they meditate. Um, you can spend hours researching and then buying the things like the products that I mentioned earlier. All those things add to our to-do list and th thus they add to our brains and headspace. They take time away from other things that we could be doing, even if that other thing is just breathing and de-stressing. So I believe that it can cause, that wellness can cause additional anxiety to be doing all of these things and focusing on all of these areas especially when we're already so busy. I feel like I'm, I'm anxious right now. Like I'm heightened. <laughs> I, I'm breathing a little bit faster right now because all of these steps that wellness quote unquote makes us take, it also makes it easier not to do the things and to fall off track. And then we feel guilt around starting back up again, which feels like, a disservice to our bodies and to our minds and just a vicious circle. So there is some good news. <laughs> the good news is that our bodies are designed for homeostasis to return us to balance no matter how we may stray or where or how far. And I do thank my body for this, for the years of dieting and binging and all of the things I tried in the past. But by fighting against homeostasis, instead of letting our bodies do its thing on a daily basis, we are programming our minds to believe that we can and should have complete control over our bodies, right? That, that's true for me. When I wrote that, I like bolded the word control. I just feel like, like we've been shown from the media. Like I, I'm just picturing being a young girl and looking at magazines and like seeing the headlines and seeing the models on there and like the, the what was advertised to us 
was the fact that we can control how our bodies look and we can control what we eat, which is we can control what we eat. I will say that. But a lot of times controlling what we eat came in the form of denying ourselves of what we really wanted. So when we are in this headspace of controlling our bodies and what we look like, we try to schedule the workouts, make the appointments, get the gadgets, make the meals, prep the meals, no matter how much internal stress or even anxiety it might cause us. And if we're doing all of this, if we're doing the the wellness movement with the wrong intentions, like comparing our bodies to these unrealistic expectations, that stress or anxiety is going to be through the roof when we fall short, right? When we skip the workout, when we eat the brownie. And then it's all about the guilt of getting back on track and starting again. When in reality, life and our bodies, it's the opposite. Peace requires relying on an inner knowing, a place where we can only access, we can only access that inner knowing by listening to ourselves, not by studying our stats, right? The sleep stats, the step stats. It requires calm in the face of everything that life throws at us, all those metrics, all those goals, and just life in general. An idea that was shared in Oprah's Q1, so 2023, first quarter, Oprah's magazine, was that the goal shouldn't be wellness, that the goal is wholeness. It said this, it said, I think we're not on a hunt for wellness at all. We're on a hunt for wholeness. There are no exterior standards to wholeness. There's no prescribed checklist. It's an interior sense of feeling complete. Wholeness is more often unlearning and undoing. It's freeing ourselves from beliefs we have about who we are and ways we have been persuaded to fix ourselves to know who we genuinely are. That speaks so much truth to my soul, right? Wholeness is about unlearning and undoing who we thought we needed to be in ways that we have been persuaded to quote unquote, fix ourselves, to fix our bodies, to understanding who we are, what what we need. I love this so much because wholeness doesn't mean you need to add anything else to your plate. It it means we get to release expectations. And I want to say this, we can still set goals like weight loss or strength goals, but we can do it from a place where we're honoring our bodies and minds whilst Our bodies and minds are changing to the goal. The focus is on feeling complete and whole throughout the process. I can tell you this. I know what it feels like to be uncomfortable and unhappy in your body. 
But I also know the feeling of getting to my goal weight and still not feeling satisfied, of still yearning to like lose more weight. And then I would be happy. If I lose just five more pounds, then I would be happy, right? You can choose to be happy now and work on being complete now so that when you do reach those goals, whatever your goals might be, then you'll still be happy and complete. So wholeness is not taking away from any other goals that you might have. It's switching the focus from strictly those goals to how we feel as we pursue those goals. So how do we do this, right? It sounds so easy in theory, but I'm going to give you some ideas of different ways we can go about this. Back in the day, indigenous wellness was more than just movement, food, and water. It was also sleep, spirituality, sacred space, land, and community. So check in with yourself. And this can be journal prompts for you. The ways that I would check in with myself, and I'll put this list in the show notes for you so you can come back to it. First, how is your sleep? Not based on your apps, but how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Are you getting enough sleep? How is your movement, right? We do need to address that. Movement is important. How is your nutrition? Are you getting enough vegetables? But also, are you feeling like you're restricting yourself in a negative way, from a negative headspace with nutrition at all? Third, do you have a sense of spirituality, of something bigger that you believe in, whatever that might be? Do you have space to yourself? Meaning to me, do you have a space where you can go and just be alone? But also, do you allow yourself that time to be alone with yourself, with your thoughts? Do you have community? Do you have friendships? I heard a stat today about loneliness, which inspired me to do a full episode on it because it just blew my mind. But I wanted to share this one stat with you. Loneliness has the same impact on your body as smoking 15 cigarettes in one day. Crazy. Connection is that important. I also have a few friends that in addition to checking in yourself in on yourself within those areas, my friends have gotten their hormones checked, which has been really eye-opening for them because their results came back showing that their bodies were actually out of whack in different areas. And it's been impacting how they feel. And it requires more than just what they were doing with exercise and nutrition to get their bodies back to homeostasis. So you could consider getting your hormones checked out as well. The goal, though, is to stress less 
about wellness as we focus more on wholeness. The magazine said this, and I just loved it. So I'm just going to repeat it. Wholeness isn't just an extracurricular activity. It requires us to move past self-obsession. It requires us to stop denying ourselves. It requires choosing to see the world of love and allowance rather than something to control. It requires compassion. Once we are whole, there is nothing missing, nothing to fix. We don't get there by outsourcing our decisions, whether they be healers or heart rate monitors. We get to that place of wholeness by reconnecting to the innate intelligence inside each of us. Then we can recognize everything we need, that we are already there. I think it's powerful to understand that wholeness is already inside all of us. You can answer those questions above. And I think that it'll help you tune into yourself rather than thinking that the answers are outside of ourselves. Wholeness is already inside all of us. We just have to turn up the dial on our intuition of how we feel and what we truly need. The very first step that I take with my private clients is getting grounded in where they currently are, in creating awareness. If you're interested in pursuing this feeling of wholeness, I encourage you to prompt yourself with these additional questions. First and foremost, so basic, but so eye-opening some days, how are you feeling? Second prompt, when it comes to your body and mind, what are you proud of? What have you been denying yourself of? Why has it been important for you to not receive that? What would happen if you did allow that into your life? I'm going to repeat those last three because those are going to be the most eye-opening portion of your journal entry. Again, I'll include these in the show notes, but I just want to say it again. What have you been denying yourself of? Why has it been important for you to not receive that, to deny yourself of that? And then what would happen if you did allow that into your life? What I hear from my clients is that they can answer this quickly, but then it's harder. They just, they just stick on the surface level. It's harder for them to dig a little bit deeper to understanding and actually getting that clarity and getting that aha moment from these entries. If you do feel like you need help in working through these prompts and creating awareness and creating wholeness and all of that, I do have at this, at the time of this recording, two open spots for private clients. So learn more about what that entails and what that looks like to work with me one-on-one -on -one at the link in my show notes. It's samanthapencoff.com forward slash private hyphen coaching, and you can learn more and apply, but that is my most sacred space. I, I love chatting with you through this podcast, but working one-on-one -on -one and learning more about you and where you're at is just so 
fulfilling for me. It fuels my soul and seeing the transformation through you and your connections and your relationships and opportunities that are presented to you is just so exciting for me. And so I'm really excited to open up two more spots. So if that sounds up your alley, feel free to check that out. If not, as always, I so appreciate you and I'm so grateful for you tuning in this week and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.